I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. I don't have um, much to say this week except for hello, and I hope you're all doing well. I've been uh, focusing on some writing this week, which has been fun and nice. It's nice to feel focused again. I also finished the, the 30 Days of Yoga with Adrian, which I thought was really well done. If you're looking for an at-home yoga thing that's free, Adrian is great. What else is going on? Oh, I finished uh, The Duke and I, the first of the Bridgerton books, and now I'm on um, The Viscount Who Loved Me, which is the sequel to The Duke and I. It's focusing on Anthony Bridgerton, the eldest of the Bridgerton family members, which I hear is what they're doing with the show, too, which is cool. And I'm excited to see where they take the second season. Today on the show, we have Maddie Carter Ripple. You know him from Stranger Things, a series of unfortunate events, Jurassic World, Dumb and Dumber 2, The Big Sick. He has a new movie called Wheels of Fortune that we're going to talk about, and it was a pleasure to get to know him. So here's my conversation with Maddie Carter Ripple. Welcome to the show, Maddie. Hey, what's up? You know, just hanging out. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Are you in LA too? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm cool. in Los Angeles. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We had some crazy rain recently, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. To, it's good for the 
for the soil and to the keep soil. the fires away. I know, especially all after all that wind, it's nice to have a little bit of rain to make sure that we don't, you know, burn down entirely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I've got to say, I loved you on A Series of Unfortunate Events. I think that show is amazing, and you are so funny in it. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, I'm blushing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. It, it was such a good show, and and the way that they really highlighted all of Neil Patrick Harris's like Goonies in it is just so cool. I love that you all had such an important role in the story. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think of it that way as as like Goonies. Yeah, you guys are like the Goonies. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's great. How was it working with uh, Neil Patrick Harris? Uh, really fun. He's a great, really great guy. Um, I think the, one of the first days I got to work with him, he gave me a big hug and said, welcome. Very, uh, very nice guy. Um, love Neil. Um, he's really into magic, which I think is cool. Yes. He's so talented. He can sing and dance and, um, you know, he, he just, he, he's very confident in what he does. Mm. And, um, he's a very supportive actor. So yeah, I had a blast working with him. It's, it's looked like it was such a fun set. I mean, the props, the design, everything just looked so interesting and so well-placed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the, uh, the set design was incredible on that. Very, very beautiful set design. It was stunning. And of course you've been on Stranger Things as well, which had to have been epic and fun oh yeah yeah that was incredible working on on stranger things had a blast the kids are so funny they're like little adults they're so intelligent (laughs) and funny and fun just like great great young adults they're really cool um they seem all of them seem very um what's the word i'm looking for they seem very like well-mannered and like very like little adults almost yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're copying me. I am. I'm copying you because, well, they, they do look like little adults. Like when you watch interviews and whatnot of them, they just they just seem so smart and so well-versed in everything that they're doing. They are. It's it's incredible. So tell me about how you got started in acting. I read that you're from New Hampshire and you grew up wanting to entertain, but what what actually got you into the industry? Um. So yeah, for me... What first got me, you know, kind of interested in performing and acting was like, you know, I'd perform in front of my parents and they'd joke around. And then um, in high school, I had a really cool English teacher that was very supportive and he would give me like five minutes at the end of class to just perform something. And my classic bit was um, reading a poem but I'd pretend like I didn't know where the poem was and I'd pull it out of my shoe. I'd take my shoe <laughs> off and pull it out of my shoe. That was my <laughs> classic bit. Love doing that bit. Always got a laugh. Um, and he invited me to do my first gig. Well, not really. It was just like at a at a local bookstore. <laughs> I read some poems uh, like other students in front of a bunch of people. And that was kind of like my first performance Mm. um so that kind of got me into acting and then then i saw jim carrey and ace ventura love and he was incredible and i was like 
wow. I was like, I want to do what he does. Um, I did, I had no idea how to get there because, you know, I was, I'm from Exeter, New Hampshire hmm. and you have no idea. You're like, how do I, how do I even get to Los Angeles? You know, <laughs> you don't, you don't, when you're, when you're that age, you don't think about all the steps that you need to take. And there's no real like clear path to that. I don't know if you find this too, but there's no, there's no, you can't just like get famous overnight. I mean, yeah, you, can, you, you don't just show up in LA and all of a sudden it's, you're there and it's happening. Yeah, exactly. And that you, you can't think that way if you move here and you're like, oh, I'm set for life or, you know, you know, even for me, like I got my first big movie, Drill Bit Taylor, hmm. um, in like 2003 or two. 2000 no no sorry 2006 and um i was like oh uh i'm like producers hollywood's gonna start calling <laughs> and i was like i i made it i've done it but it was like no you still have to put the work in so yeah um yeah so uh uh, I think I answered your question. Yeah, you did. You did. Did you um did you end up going to college or anything for for acting or did you just come straight out here to LA? Uh so I went to the New York Film Academy because I've always been interested in directing. I went to the one oh. in uh at, at at the Universal City uh lot. They yes. Yes. There. So I it was really cool that I got to make like films uh you know, short films and whatnot. Uh, mm -hmm. in the in the back lot like on the old Jurassic Park set and oh how um, fun yeah the other the famous one at the hotel What's oh the the uh, psycho one yeah psycho set Jaws like it was insane that you know I'm just a young kid from New Hampshire mm -hmm. and we're making all these short films on these iconic sets so that was very cool uh, to do that had to have been like such a shell shock too oh yeah it was for sure it was yeah but yeah it was awesome so i went to i went to film school there and um you know a friend asked me to be in a short film and mm -hmm. i was i played like a young detective or something and nice i had to like there was one scene where i had to pretend like i was out of breath and he was like man you're a really good actor you should be an actor <laughs> Like, well, it's just pretending I'm out of breath, so um, it's pretty easy. Uh, but no, he he uh, he was like, you should be an actor, and you know that was kind of my first film, short film that I had mm -hmm. done, or any kind of film. Yeah. And uh, so I loved it. So I just fell in love with it, and uh, it's yeah. certainly it's a bug. I, that's what I call it. You you get bit by it and then you just can't stop. Yeah, exactly. So then, so then I was a I was a personal assistant to actor Luke Wilson. Nice uh, for a couple of years, and that was a great experience because we traveled around uh, U.S., Canada, and filmed a bunch of stuff. Wow! And that was really fun, and I got the experience of being on set and working with him and. Uh, his brother took a liking to me, Owen Wilson, and got me the audition for Drillbit Taylor, and mm. then I booked it. 
and uh and it's funny because i've always wanted to be a, a baseball player like that was really my, that was my first dream was to be a pitcher for the red Sox. and the first day on uh on set on drill but taylor the director said to me welcome to the big leagues kid oh my so gosh <laughs> i had felt like you know i didn't become a pitcher but in some way i i did you kind of did yeah, a little well, bit. I, I think it's kind of like maybe this has come up a lot actually in my career where people have referred back to baseball. Like mm. I ran into Judd Apatow at a party and I did one of his movies and he was like, you hit a home run, kid. So <laughs> I think I think like I'm I like team up with these guys that um love baseball and maybe they were yeah. nerds too and didn't get to play baseball and possibly maybe, maybe you're movies. just projecting baseball out yeah, into maybe, the world yeah <laughs> like just tell me a baseball phrase and i'll be happy yeah please yeah <laughs> so you do you do drill but taylor and then you you sort of catch that that ball that ball that you need to start a oh, career nice. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to start like a career, that. and you um you do all these shows. You're on a bunch of different TV shows. You do movies, Big Sick, all the stuff. What what do you think is the role that really started to set you apart? Because I feel like everyone knows who you are now, like you know from Stranger Things or yeah. a series of unfortunate event. But I feel like there has to have been something in your mind that started to set you apart from everyone else. For me, that was um, Dumb and Dumber 2. Mm. I did a little part in that movie. And that gave me the leverage uh, to get other roles. And to, you know, because other producers, directors, or cast directors, they see, oh, he's been in Dumb and Dumber 2. Let's bring mm -hmm. him in for this other, you know, other role. And that's how I kind of got Jurassic World. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think kind of the tipping point for me was both Dumb and Dumber 2 and Jurassic World. Those yeah. two parts like got me the show that I did selfie for yeah. a while with Karen Gillan and John Cho. And, um, you know, that led to other things, uh, a series of unfortunate events, Stranger Things. Um, but yeah, those those first two things were the were the first things that kind of set me off in in this amazing direction so and you're certainly on a great trajectory now i mean oh, non-stop hits which is so thank cool thank you how was working did you actually get to work with jim carrey cuz you said that you loved him obviously in ace ventura did you get to work with him in dumb and dumber um yeah yeah i did uh I got to, I didn't have a scene with him, but uh, I got to meet him on the set and it was an incredible experience. Um, he was, it was at the end of the day and the sun was setting <laughs> and it was just beautiful. I got to meet Jim Carrey, my, my hero. And I, I don't remember what happened exactly. I was just so in shock. I just shook his hand. and. Um, it was it was amazing. It was a dream come true to get to meet him, and I got to talk with him a little bit. Mm. Um, and then I think I like went to my trailer and like weeped a little bit. 
<laughs> just because like it was just like he's my guy and i i yeah. met him and uh i he had he's had such a huge impact on my life um so it was really cool to get to meet him uh, i can't even imagine meeting him i think yeah. i would just faint yeah <laughs> i don't know how you stood your ground yeah I'm lucky I did not faint, that's for sure. Your flight or fight instincts must have uh, kicked in there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. They definitely did. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So tell me about um, your new film, Wheels of Fortune, which is now on Netflix. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the film. Sure. Um, It's kind of like Dumb and Dumber, actually, in a way. It's about these two idiots that (laughs) are trying to... (laughs) (laughs) trying to uh get this fortune of money and i play this character named noodle love it very fitting name for me (laughs) and uh yeah it's uh with matt jones Mm. and he's very talented very funny guy and we had a blast and it's just this fun you know comedy about these two guys trying to track down this fortune that he, that Matt Jones character Bo had somehow uh come upon through his uh dad. Mm. So it's a great story. Check it out. I'm definitely going to watch it. Everybody should yeah. watch that on Netflix right now. And then uh up next you you have a new film with Allison Janney, is that right? Oh yes, yes, I do. Uh it's called Lazy Susan. It's on Amazon. Yes. With Sean Hayes, and I play a guy that works at a uh, like a uh, 
what are those? Oh my god, a trampoline place. Oh, yeah. I don't know the name of them either, yeah. but I know what you're talking about. Where you like, it's like jump, a jump all around zone or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. How was uh? How was Allison Janney? I have been obsessed with her from The West Wing. I, I just think she's a brilliant actress. How was she to work with? I, you know what? I don't. I didn't get to to um meet her on set, but I did meet her at the Toronto international film festival oh and she was really nice she was super nice isn't that funny how you can do a film with someone but actually not meet them until after it's done yeah for sure and you're just like well yeah i mean that person's way over here in this storyline and i'm over here in this storyline and i don't even know if they cross yeah it was yeah that is it's wild it is wild and it's it's interesting too when you have stories like that because it's like you're so in your own world and your own character that when you finally watch the film, it's like watching an entirely different story. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. That is weird. Wow. <laughs> weird. <laughs> Did I just blow your mind out. a little? <laughs> yeah. Um, I read that you wrote a, a book of poems, too, called Space Cadet. Yes. A Guide to the Universe. Um. Yeah, uh, I just, I've always loved poetry since, uh, you know, high school. Since your English teacher? Yeah, since my English teacher. And I've always wanted to write a poetry book. And I'm working on my second one right now. Hell Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, I just, I love poetry. Love poetry. It's amazing. And and people who write poetry are are amazing to me because it's definitely something that's not in my wheelhouse. Oh no, I don't. I I I think you can do it. I totally I, think you can do it. I don't know. I think it'd just be a lot of uh baseball references. It honestly just takes practice, like with anything. Like you can get good at anything. Like I, I I do painting. I I paint. I do painting. That makes sense. <laughs> um, I uh yeah I I'm a painter and a illustrator, and you know people always ask me how do you, how are you so good at that? And I'm like, oh, it just takes practice. Like I haven't always been good at it. I just, you know, it takes practice. It's true. It's, yeah. I mean, it's just like anything else in life. It's like yeah, acting exactly. and, and everything. You just, you just work, practice, work, yeah. take the classes, do all yeah, the classes. Yeah. All the work well, that is involved in it. It also helps because my mom's a, my mom's a painter and an artist. So that, oh. that helps. I was yeah. going to ask if your your family was involved in art in any way. To be when you grow up yeah. as an entertainer, wanting to be an entertainer, I feel like there's always an influence from your family in, in some sort of way. For sure, yeah. My my mom uh, is a painter, and uh, both my sisters are talented. They're not. That's not their profession, but they're both very mm-hmm. talented um, artists. Like. My sister Caroline's very, she's really good with music. Like she can just pick up music so fast Mm. and she's very talented at drawing. And my sister Julia as well is very talented. And uh, you have another sister that's a writer and another uh, brother that's a a performer as well. My gosh, big family. Yeah. Big Big family family of, of artists. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess we all kind of are artists. Yeah, I didn't really. Wow. Cool. 
but they didn't they're not that's not all what they do right Um, that's not their career yeah but my mom was she was a photographer and a painter and she Mm -hmm. was an art teacher in school so she uh for middle school so she she's she's done art for quite a long time and she's always been supportive and encouraging and uh and in my art and drawing and stuff i had her in art class actually she she gave me an a Um, I would hope you get an A with your mom being the teacher. Me too. Jeez. (laughs) So on this show, I like to have actors tell me stories of bad auditions or funny auditions or, uh, you know, roll the gut away that they really wanted. Uh, Do you have a story that you would like to share with us? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely do. I have a couple. Um, I had an audition where I got bit by a dog before I went in. (laughs) it was was one of those dogs that i love dogs by the way i me too my whole life i've never had a problem with dogs so just like kind of in shock i was like (laughs) what the heck i was just so what happened was i was just it was at the audition and the caster had a dog and uh there were two dogs actually and one of the dogs just wouldn't just was kept like I was trying to like learn my lines in the audition <laughs> and um he was just you know around me and I was just like what's going on and then he bit my leg just oh for my no God. reason I was just like what the hell just happened oh uh, I was just I was literally minding my own business it was just like it, it was just like if someone came into the audition room and just like randomly punched you in the face or the shoulder or something. Oh my God. It's like, what, what did I do? I was just sitting here. Well, what um, do you do at that point? I don't know. It was so weird. It was very weird. And I was just kind of in shock. Yeah. And I went in and did the audition. And for some reason I didn't flub once. Like I got through it and I don't know how, cause I was like, had like, you know, trauma going on. <laughs> That's and, remarkable. Yeah, and um, and and I ended ended up booking the job. I don't know oh if that's because they felt sorry for me or what. <laughs> They're like, but... our dog bit his leg. We have to give him the job now. Yeah, yeah. Did you tell them that the dog bit you or no? I did. I did. Okay. And one of them was very apologetic, and the person whose dog it was didn't say anything to me or look at me. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is, what kind of operation are you running here? It was just very bizarre. It was very weird. I think you win for, yeah, the most bizarre audition story I've ever heard on this show. That is, that it's like, it's awful, but it's funny at the same time because it's just, it's not something that you expect to happen in an audition room. Right, yeah. Well, and I've I've had other auditions where, and I love dogs. I, you know, sometimes there'll be auditions. This hasn't happened very much, but I love dogs. But like sometimes when you're in an audition room, you're so focused in and something can easily distract you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And someone had a dog when they were like auditioning someone. And I just asked politely, I was like, hey, like, is there anyone the dog can like <laughs> wait outside? Like, <laughs> it's true, it was, like though. moving around. 
Yeah, and, and that can be so distracting. Uh, so, um, wow. Again, I love dogs. Like, I have no problem with dogs. I have a dog. We have we have the cutest little Pomeranian. Oh. And uh, I've had dogs growing up, and I have cats. Like, I'm an animal lover. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that was that was bizarre. That, was that dog was not on your team, but you prevailed anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's quite a story. Thanks. I love it. It's just Thanks. so random. It was very random. My God. Very wow. random. Wow. Um, that's fantastic. I don't think you can beat that. Yeah. I really don't. I don't think anybody will ever be able to come on the show and beat for at least the most bizarre audition or the weirdest audition. Yeah, it was very bizarre. I mean, <laughs> there was one other audition like that was pretty bizarre where I think like it was when I was first starting out in my career, like uh it doesn't beat the dog story, but it it is still weird. <laughs> but it was like at this like this guy was like make, he was like a chef owner and like a restaurant owner. He was okay. like making a movie. And he had me audition in the restaurant while <laughs> while other people were dining. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is happening right now? Oh what God. is this? Amateur hour. God. That's amazing. <laughs> Auditioning in the middle of a restaurant. Oh my God. Yeah. Just like, wow. And it was like a it was like an intense scene where I'd like yell it. Yes. It was like a deep scene. It was just like, what is happening? So oh, I've definitely wow. I've had had many audition stories of just like weird stuff. <laughs> I love it. I think the weird auditions are the best ones, man. You those really live with you. Because you go on so many auditions as an actor that it's like you don't remember, you know, a quarter of the half of them, three quarters of them. I don't know. However well, many. It's such a relief too once you start getting offers because you're just like, yes. Thank Wait, God. So I don't have to audition for this? Like, no, no, you don't. Just like, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's yeah. gotta be an amazing feeling, not having to to deal with the auditioning process because that is it's it's rough, man. It's a rough it's process. Rough. Yeah. But you got to yeah. do it. It's Ooh, part of the about, job. Sorry, can I hear yours? Do you have, can you tell me, I'm sure you've told it a million times. Um, I mean, I have a couple that I have never told on the show just because they're like super long and, and you know, heartbreaking. And I was a, a child when they happened. Um, But I, I do have one that's, it's not bizarre or funny, really. It was just an interesting day <laughs> because I went in for a pilot in the morning and then a couple hours later, I had a callback with the producers, and then by 4 p.m. that day, I was testing in front of the network, which was wild. Whoa. Yeah, all in one day. Whoa. Well, I found out later. It was just because I was like, you know, a sheep so that they could cast the person that they wanted. But it was oh, just, yeah, you know, they always. terrible. It's terrible. I was like, I think I was like 13 when that happened. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I was it was a crazy day of emotions just because it was, you know, at, when you're an actor and you get so far in the yeah. pilot process, it's very exciting. So for all of that to happen in one day, it was just like, what the heck is happening here? What's going on? 
Yeah, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That's awful. Eh, it's fine. It was it, the yeah. show didn't last past a season anyway, so it's okay. That's good. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Maddie. It was a pleasure talking oh, yeah, to you. Thanks for having me. Where can uh, people follow you on social media? Uh, Maddie Carteropo on Instagram. Uh, I'm not on Twitter very much. Uh, but yeah, Instagram and I'm on TikTok. Heck uh, yeah. Maddie, Maddie Carteropo on TikTok. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm also doing quite a bit of art right now. Uh, I have an Etsy store, uh, Maddie Carterable Art, that you can check out. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It was so nice to talk to you and get to know you, and I'm uh, yeah, excited too. to see everything that you do thanks, next. Jillian. Thank you. Thanks again to Maddie for coming on the show. It was so fun to talk to you, and uh, I'm excited to see what comes next. Tune in next week, and make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you're listening to it right now. And uh, give us some ratings and reviews and and stars. We love those stars. You know, they they do great things for us. And as always, thanks for coming in. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.